Restaurants Unstoppable, episode 578 with David Scott Peters. That which we measure improves. You have no freaking measurement. You have no idea. You're just lucky or you're unlucky that you made money. And we get into this rut that, hey, I'd really like to make change. But if you always do what you always did, you always get what you always got. And that's the problem. Are you ready for it? Factors. Success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge. Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Here is a statistic for you. 89% of all guests will research a restaurant online before dining out. So you've got to start thinking about how you can extend your in-house hospitality and attention to detail to the online world. Bento Box is a great place to start. They will develop a restaurant website that not only leaves lasting impressions with your guests, but also provides hospitality-focused tools that are proven to drive revenue online and guests into your restaurant. Sign up today at Get bento.com slash unstoppable and save up to $1,500 on initial setup for your new restaurant website. Get on it. Everybody loves payday. Am I right? But loving your payroll provider, that's a different story. It's a little weird. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and HR support to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal, it's modern, and who knows, you might even fall in love. To learn more, head over to gusto.com slash unstoppable, and when you run your first payroll you'll get your first three months free again that's gusto.com slash unstoppable I'm sure you've heard of Revel, but have you heard of the Revel Advantage? It is the payment processing solution that seamlessly integrates into your Revel point of sale and platform to create a complete system tailored to your business needs. Revel manages both your POS and your payments with integrated software, hardware, and credit card processing to save you time and money so you can focus on your business. Learn more at revelsystems.com slash un unstoppable with excitement allow me to introduce to you today's guest for the third time on the show david scott peters my man david are you feeling unstoppable today i am my friend i am unstoppable nice that is what i like to hear so david is on the show for the third time to discuss budgeting and if this is the first time you've heard david's voice on the show uh, david scott peters is the founder of the restaurant a company specializing in coaching and in training independent restaurant owners he is the developer of smart systems pro an online restaurant management software designed specifically for independent restaurant owners and uh like I said, this is your third time on the show. The first time you're on the show, we discuss menu engineering. That is the number one downloaded episode here at Restaurant Unstoppable. So if you well, that's until this this episode. Yeah, this I like the way you think. And then your episode 141, which was the the first time you're on the show, and just go check out those first two episodes again. Episode 141 and 437. Today we're here to talk about budgeting, though specifically why a budget is so important, why most restaurant owners don't have a budget, the benefit of having a budget, and how to build a budget the right way. I can't wait to dive into today's topic. But let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you got for us, David? Well, I think you know the last time I talked to you, I talked about uh, taking ideas are cheap. It's the people who put them in action that are priceless. But today, why I hit you up with? Trust the process. All too often we start and we stop because it gets too hard. We don't, we don't understand why we do step one and then step two, step three. You know, if you want to be successful, you got to trust the process, stay behind it. Yeah. Why do you think we get away from the process sometimes? I'm curious about that. I think a lot of it is, uh, as entrepreneurs, many of us are, 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 are whether diagnosed or entrepreneurial ADD. We like starting things. We like the new. We like the exciting. We like marketing. We like, you know, what's the next thing? But when it comes to sticking with doing step one, step two, step three, or the same thing every single day, it's like poking ourselves in the eye with a pencil. You know, it's, that's difficult. And so this is why systems are so important. And, and it's, it's one of the things that I've learned in life is uh, the system sides or staying to it. Th- th- that's a, something we can learn. It may not be natural to us, but it's a, it's something, a habit we can learn and it can truly make a difference in your bottom line to you, the success of your business, uh, leading people. 
uh, it's really stay true to the process, stick to it. Yeah, stay true to the process. And it's so important to write the process down because we naturally will drift. If we don't have that system, we don't have that process written down. Uh, our life gets crazy. We get distracted, like you say, and it's easy to drift away from things if we don't commit to them and write them down and and have that structure in our life. Would you man, say, man, you, you are say? teeing me up so good because that's all what a, that's the whole thing about a budget, man. That yes. is your plan for success. Nice. <laughs> Beautiful. So since it's all teed up so nicely, let, let's just start right at the top. Again, we're here to discuss why a budget is so important, why most restaurant owners do not have budgets, the benefit of having a budget and how to build a budget the right way. So let's start at the top. Why is a budget so important? Well, look, man, I had to tell you, whether you work with me or my team at any point in time, whether it's just listening to you and I for the, the next whatever, how many minutes, you have a responsibility to run a profitable restaurant. And this is where we screw it up as independent restaurant, restaurant operators all the time. You have a responsibility to your customers, your guests. They walk in your door because you fulfill a need in the community. I mean, you're there for them, and that's why they walk in the door. They want you. Uh, we have a responsibility to our employees. Uh, that's how they're gainfully employed. They feed their families. Now, and granted, half of them drink their paychecks away. Whole another <laughs> story. But we have a responsibility to them. But as independent operators, here where we screw it up all the time, we come first, not last. You know, and, and those of you listening, listen, my social working friends, you come first, not last. You know, we're built for hospitality. Take care of the guests. Take care of the employees. Offering to our deficit where we're not making the money we deserve or any. And so... When you come at it that you have a responsibility to run profitably and you take care of you and your family and any investors first, then you'll be around forever for your your guests, your customers. You will have jobs for all your employees. So we have to make some t- difficult decisions that we're not uh, taking care of just a few. And if you're not there, you lose your business. So often we don't want to write the, this, this plan for success. Number one, I guess I should say, we often don't believe we deserve the money we, we should be making. We almost feel guilty because we, again, want to take care of people. But the other is, if you don't have a plan for success, how the hell do you know what success looks like? And it all starts with that financial plan. Can you make this work? What changes do we need to make to change from being a reactive management team to proactive? And, and that's really what it comes down to is, 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 you know, as we build through this process, I'm going to really talk about why, you know, using your P&L is, is reactive by having a budget that's proactive. It's executing a plan and it's rewriting your plan because I don't know about you, Eric. I've been doing this for 16 years almost now and I have never hit my budget, which means every month or two, I am changing the plan. We are adapting. Yes. Uh, and what you mentioned something, uh, you know, we have this responsibility to be profitable and a lot of people I, I've, in the books I've read about how to manage your money, uh, a lot of people will say, start with paying yourself first. Is that something that you believe in too? And if so, why? hundred percent. I think you might've hit um, that towards it, but I just wanted to make sure I heard, heard that right. Yeah, yeah no, we, we are absolutely going to take care of you first. And that's why I say we take care of you, your family and the investors before the guests and the employees. Don't get me wrong. We're there for them. But if you don't pay yourself, if you undervalue yourself, you're going to put yourself as a leader in the dumps. And people are going to try and follow you, you in this terrible mood. You, you feel undervalued. You feel like I'm working 80, 100 hours a week and for what? And all of a sudden, all the little stuff just bites at you all the time. And if you can't pay your bills, that stress and what have you, when you put yourself in your budget as literally getting paid, well, now you're a part of the plan. And you know that you can take care of your family. And you know what you're going to do. And you are going to make sure you don't just waste money left and right because you can see you have to pay for yourself. And that, and that really, really is an important thing. It, it, if you want to be a leader, look, there are times where even I have said, all right, I'm not getting paid because why cash flow issues. We all have them as entrepreneurs, but if you don't consistently pay yourself, man, you're going down. Yeah. And I love how you wrap this up with the idea of uh, setting those goals. Right. And I, I'm, you know, when I think of this, the goal setting and why that's so important with your budget, uh, when you track these things, right? When you set those goals and, and you find out whether you, you're over or under the, the image that I get, and I can't remember where I got this was basically like aiming at a target, right? You take a shot, you see where you hit. And when you see where you hit, it allows you to be able to adjust. And, but you don't, you can't adjust until you've pulled the trigger, hit the target and, 
you know, do you, you know what I'm trying to say? I don't think I'm really explaining. Well, maybe well, you can. I'll give you you're, this you're the, the wordsmith. <laughs> that, that which we measure improves. You have no freaking measurement. You have no idea. Mm. You're just lucky or you're unlucky that you made money. And, and, and we get into this rut that, Hey, I'd really like to make change, but if, if you always do what you always did, you always get what you always got. Mm. And that's the problem. And that's where budgeting allows us to, again, give you that bullseye. You're, I told you, I don't hit it all the time. You're going to aim, aim, aim. You're going to hit the little, little left, and then we adjust. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's a great analogy. But that which we measure improves. Without that first shot, there is no measurement. Exactly. Without that bullseye, there's nowhere to measure two. Yes. So I, I, I feel like we've done a pretty good job explaining why it's so important to have a budget. Uh, I think the next thing we're going to discuss is why most restaurateurs don't have a budget. You know, we know it's so important. It comes up all the time, but yet some of us still do not have a budget. Why is that? Uh, oh, look, look, they had a budget once. Every restaurant owner had a budget once when they groveled for money to open their business. Blue sky, like, hey, banker, hey, investor, hey, family member. Um, this is what I'm going to do. And they get all excited and here's the money. Uh, then they I almost never see a restaurant open on time or on budget. And then we don't hit what we think we're going to do. And the next thing you know, we're feeding the business. We're not making the money we deserve. And we open that business plan up a year after open it up and start laughing at, Oh, did I really think I was going to do that? Well, that's not a plan. That's, that's just a, a blue sky act to it. Well, boo frickin' who? You're in the toughest business I know. You want to be successful. We have to do these things in order to create a plan for success. We have to measure all the time. If did we hit? Did we miss? What can we alter? And and kind of I guess let me let me expand on that. I kind of threw out there that we have these PLs, profit and loss statements. And so let's say we open our business and we start getting our PL. Now for lucky. Uh, most restaurants should be getting them at least 15 days in the next period, but most get 30, 60, 90 days, and, and which doesn't make any sense to me. Who pays the accountant? Uh, then we get to these terrible chart of accounts. We can't even read it. And how do I know? Because I, I've talked to literally thousands of restaurant owners, and I go, what's in this line item? They go, I don't know. I got to talk to my CPA. Bullshit. It's your damn restaurant. You tell them what goes in there. There's no such thing as a wrong chart of accounts. If you can't read it, it's nothing measurable. But if I were to grab a P&L and show it to you right now, uh, the first thing an owner would do is flip to the bottom line and go, did I make or lose money? Oh, shit, I lost money. Throw it, throw it, or lost the money. I didn't make the money I deserve. Throw throw it on the desk, and now it could go up in flames with all the other paperwork. But we do nothing with it. Well, the truth of the matter is, your P&L is a report card. It tells you how your business is doing. Number one, wrong chart of accounts. I can't tell. So that keeps us from taking a budget. The next, we don't understand accounting. Well, it's really nothing to understand if we make sure the number's in right, and I can help people with that. But the fact of the matter is, if I were to run my business off my profit and loss statement, I want you to think about this, Eric. You 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 finally hit it big, and, and you drive, you buy your dream car. Let's say it's a, just a gorgeous sports car, and it can go really, really fast. And I say, here you go. Here's your P&L. This is, your, this is what you're going to use to go forward. Well, what does a P&L represent? The past. So I'm going to black out the front windshield of your, your sports car. And I'm going to ask you to go 175 miles an hour, get from destination uh, A to, to point B. I want you to go full throttle, only using your rear view mirror. You will crash. So what a budget does is we take your last 12 months, say this, if we operate the next 12 months the exact same way, this is what we're going to make or lose. Now let's create a plan for success. What are we going, what systems are we going to implement? So for instance, uh, if your food cost is running 38%, I would say, hey, okay, we're going to implement the key on report, way sheet, and the purchase allotment system, two keyboard, uh, two uh, checklist systems, and a, a budgeting system that's very easy to do. And if we do so, I know I can reduce your food cost two to three points. No recipe cards, no inventory, no nothing. And, and just because we're paying attention, but I got to teach my managers month one. And then in month two, I can hold them accountable, which means we go from 38 to month two to 35. Then we can say, oh, I want to start recipe cost cards. Holy shit, David. Uh, if you listen to that episode you said for whatever it is with me, it takes 40 to 60 man hours to get your recipe cost cards done. Well, all right. So we start in month one. We say, okay, what's going on? Oh, I need four months. Okay. Month four, we're finished. Month five, we're going to do a menu engineering call. So make sure you listen to that episode. We're going to make changes, reduce food cost five points. And in month six, we have a new menu. So we go from 38% to month six, 30. 
But notice, I didn't come out there and say, hey, you need a 30% food cost. No, we're going to create a plan on how you're going to achieve that. And that's what a, a budget does. It makes you a proactive management team instead of reactive. Look what I did. Oh, shit. To, hey, look what I have to do. And then as you were, you were so uh, eloquent of putting about that bullseye, we're going to measure. And the key with a budget is if I miss my mark, I don't accept the fact I lost money. I look at my management team and say, what systems do we put in place they weren't using and get them back into place and hold them accountable? Uh, if I was using the systems, what new systems do I put in place to achieve a new number? And let's say I didn't make $3,000 in profitability I was supposed to this month. Instead of giving that up and going, oh, crap. I'm going to change my budget for the next 11 months to make that $3,000 back without giving up guest satisfaction, without cutting product quality. I'm going to put a plan in place to still make the profitability I deserve. And that's the power of being proactive in, in, in budgeting. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, why do you think it is that people don't want to give up control? Why do you think having a budget where does it even come from? Because when I think of having a budget, I think of, a, of empowering myself to have control. Where does this myth come up of not wanting to give up control? Well, I, I don't know about it. it. It's giving up control as much as wanting to trust your gut. So let's take this. I've been in this business 30 plus years. I, I, I dread to think that I'm getting 35 to 40 years in here. I'm getting old. Uh, but the fact of the matter is when I started off in the business, you could run your business based off your checking account and your gut. Just that, that imposing your will, walking around the business and say, do this, do that, and looking at your bank account. Well, those rules have changed. Uh, those, we cannot. We, back then, you could break the law without ever getting caught, and that's writing checks on a Friday for the cash flow to come in over the weekend to pay those bills. Well, now your check's clear overnight. Uh, back then, the food cost was really low. Labor cost was really low. You could make all the mistakes in the world, and if you could increase sales, you could out-mistake anything to death. Well, today, our food costs are higher than ever. Our labor cost is moving to $15 minimum wage from coast to coast, and it's going to close in. We've going to need EPLI insurance, employment practices, liability insurance. We now have software systems like I have, marketing systems. We have all these things that are chewing away from our margins, and now our, our, our numbers have to change. So what we like to do as entrepreneurs think we know it all, and we can just kind of run it. Well, the problem is by doing that, you're actually blind and you will overspend and wonder why I don't have money. You might even be profitable on your P&L, but because you used your cash to buy equipment, your cash to pay down old bills, you're like, why aren't I freaking making any money? Well, the truth is you are. You're just not, you don't have a plan and therefore you put yourself in a tough spot. The other part is many restaurant owners don't like to share their numbers. Well, you have to share your numbers. You have to be willing to a manager's level of responsibility. They don't need to know you're driving a Ferrari out of the freaking the business, but they do have to know what your prime cost is. They do have to know where your linen cost is, your janitorial, your paper, and so on. They have to because those are things they can control. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and I mean, why is, I, I kind of want to dive into why it's so important to let your people know these numbers, but I don't know if that's too far outside the umbrella. Uh, do you want to dive into that just a little bit? Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, Actually, before you dive into that, this is a good time to take a break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. So Revel Systems is a complete POS built to help grow your expanding business. I stand by Revel, and I could tell you why it's so great, but I'd rather get my man Colton Schultz, who's with Grain Junction Subs in the Craft Cave, to tell you why he loves Revel. We have been working with Revel for several years, who has partnered with us to streamline our operations. We have implemented delivery management, employee management, sales reporting, kitchen display screens, and so much more. We also utilize mobile order takers and kitchen display systems that are extremely customizable. Nice. So if there's just one thing that you love the most about Revel Systems, what would it be? It's definitely their vast reporting abilities on the back end. We utilize a lot of the reports such as speed of service, taxes, sales reports, labor reports. It's all there to help you run your business. Beautiful. Guys, and if you're listening to this, Revel works with businesses that are looking to implement cutting-edge technology that helps increase revenue, improve efficiencies, and enhance experience of their employees and their customers. To learn more, head over to revelsystems.com slash unstoppable. All right, we're back. And you were just about to dive into why it's so important to share your numbers with your team. Here's the deal. If you want your team to be successful, number one, you need a budget to set correct targets for your business. And, and let me, st I want to step on this one for a second. 
I don't want people using industry freaking averages. I'm doing my very best to keep this PG. Um, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if I hear another freaking owner tell me, well, the National Restaurant Association read this article says the average food cost is a 34% food cost. Who the hell said that was your freaking number? I want you to think about this. What is average about your business? You have the same price point, same style of service, same quality product, same, same street corner. No, you're different. And when these averages come in, they got seafood restaurants down to taco shops, you name it. So that's an average. And, and, and what we've got to do is ignore industry averages and create your targets. So for instance, uh, you may have heard us, uh, you and I have talked about prime cost, total cost, goods sold plus total labor cost. Well, the old national average was a 65% for full-service restaurants. That's total cost of goods sold plus total labor costs, including taxes, benefits, insurance, divided by gross sales before discounts are taken out. Well, today, I'm telling you, if you do $850,000 a year more in sales, you knew, your new prime cost target is 55%. So if you're just doing a million dollars a year, hitting 65, patting yourself on the back, I'm telling you there's $100,000 in bottom line profitability there. You got to go for it. Well, if I throw out my industry standards and if I all of a sudden put this, this, my plan together, what I'm going to find is in some restaurants, let's say I'm in, in California or New York, my labor costs are going to be really high, which means I have to run a scratch kitchen and a really low food cost to get to my 55 points. I can be in Texas, Georgia, Florida, minimum wage. Uh, I know in Texas still 213 an hour tip credit for servers. Well, in that case, I can run a really low labor cost and run a higher higher food cost. doesn't matter to me. I get 55 points. So if you don't share your numbers, what targets do you give your management team to shoot for? That's number one. The wrong targets, right? The second is, if I don't have targets, what, what systems do I put in place? What do I train my managers do to hit those targets? And that's, that's the, the, the two biggest things of why you have to share. If you don't share, then you've got, why have managers? They're just babysitters of the idiots. The way I like to think of it is it's the great game of business, right? Uh, And in that great game, and in any game, you need a scoring system. You need you need a way to score, and that's what the budget does. That's what that that's what opening the books to your people does. It gives them a way to score to see how they're doing. Uh, you, you're painting that picture of, of of perfection for them. Are they matching that picture? Are they hitting the goals? Are they are they are they winning at the? Eric, game I want you to think about this. Some of the people you've interviewed and and restaurants that 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 you know I I've seen you on Instagram and you're pretty famous, man. I I've been uh, doing this for a long time, and I. We have people want to take pictures of me and restaurants. I force them to you all the time. <laughs> You're the man. You're the man. But when, when how do you expect uh, any of these people to be successful? When, when you think about it this way, many of the restaurateurs you talk to have high volumes. A lot have low volumes. But let's take a, a two, three, four, five million dollar restaurant. You've got a chef in there that in any other industry would show up to work in a suit, tie, and a briefcase. Because they're handling two, three million dollars in purchases on their own. But us, hey, go in there and make pretty food taste good. And don't worry about portion size. Don't worry about labor costs. Don't worry about any other industry, the volumes and what they're responsible for. They'd be in a suit and tie and have a briefcase and they'd be like the most important person in the world. We're crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm loving this conversation. I'm looking over to the left to see if we're what what bullets we've we've knocked out so far. It sounds like we've painted the picture as to why restaurant owners don't have budgets and the benefits of the budgets uh, being reactive, not proactive, or covering from unexpected roadblocks. I think we mentioned that real quick. Uh, management bonuses. We didn't get into that. Do you want to dive into that a little bit, or did we? And I missed it. Oh, no, we didn't. And and it kind of goes back with the measurement part. A lot of restaurateurs say, okay, I want to give my managers bonuses. Managers want bonuses. My biggest concern with bonuses are two things. And, and, and let me be very clear. I believe in bonuses. What I don't believe in bonuses being a major portion of my compensation. Uh, so because, you know, hey, I'm going to pay you $20,000, but you make 80 if you don't bonus. No, 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 no. Pay me what I deserve and what I earn. Let's call it a marketplace, 65 grand. Just pick that out of the air. And then give me an opportunity to make five, 10 grand more a year. Because here's the deal. In most restaurants, a bonus program without measurements, without clear systems, without clear goals is an entitlement program. Do I like you? Do I not like you? So that's the biggest problem I have uh, next to, hey, when I bonus you, 
I'm bonusing you to do your job. I've already paid you a salary to do this. But now here's this more money to actually do your job. What I like to look at it is, is we put, have this, this budget, then on a quarterly basis, we can set our goals. Every month's going to be different, but I have this quarterly basis. That's when I'm going to pay my bonuses. I'm not going to pay them on a monthly basis because now I could be somebody screw around with inventories and, uh, and make my bonus, make my bonus. Oh, there's nothing on the shelves. My food costs went way up in the air. And all of a sudden, what are you going to do? It? Claw back money? Now I can screw around with you to make money. So I like quarterly. Don't like uh, annually because if, if I'm six months in and there's no way I'm going to make it, well, I'm going to give up. So quarterly. Well, plus how many people stick around for a year in the restaurant industry? So, well, if we, can, <laughs> well, we want them to, we want them to, but yeah, um, gotcha, the I likelihood gotcha. of them reaching that bonus isn't really great. Right, <laughs> well, so, so bottom line is, is we like, I'd like to share based on what's important to you. So owners, you're going to set your bonus program on a quarterly basis and they're going to change every single month. Now your key indicators, prime costs will be there, increase in sales will be there, health scores will be there and so on. But if all of a sudden you want to implement a new system, if you want to drill down on something that's more important, you change the weight of how much of that bonus is available based on, say, we labor cost is nuts. And I shift from food cost to labor cost as being the highest portion of the bonus. It allows you to really tell your management team what's important. What do I need you to focus on? And, and that's what I like about doing that. But without a budget, how the hell do you bonus somebody? Yeah. You like them or you don't. Exactly. So when you're creating the budget, you have the, the I'm assuming the mark you want to hit and the bonus, is that like a certain percentage above whatever the, the safe mark is to provide incentive to go above and beyond? How would you, does that might explain that right? Or that's how I picture well, it in he, my head. Yeah. Here's, okay, here's kind of what I look at. Um, the old me, if you talked to me 15 years ago, I would talk about bonuses based on a modified profit and loss. Because when I say modified is you get the P&L and then I add back your car. I add back the stuff you've been doing on the, in your credit card that maybe you shouldn't have been that they're out of control of the management team. But over the, the, our journey here, what we find is you're going to decide how much you're willing to put in the pool. So I do it off of, we do it off of gross sales. Let's call it 1%, 2% of gross sales. Depends on your volumes. What you're really trying to do is say, I'm going to put $10,000 up for this quarter. I'm willing to put 20 grand, depending how big you are. Then you're going to say, I got a chef, I got a general manager, I've got uh, two assistants, maybe I've got an MIT. Out of that pool, call it, call it 100% pool, I'm going to sign, uh, I'm arbitrarily picking this out, it's up to the owner, uh, 45% to the GM, 25% to the, to the chef, and then 10%, whatever it is till we get to 100%. That becomes each manager's potential bonus pool, right? So start with sales. 2% of gross sales, 1%, whatever it is, here's my pool. Divvy it up. Then each manager has their own categories that are important, that are weighted. So if I'm a chef, maybe 50% of my bonus pool is food cost. And if I hit food cost, I get 100% of that. So let's say it was $1,000 available and 50% I hit it, I'd make $500. Well, if I'm a point off, maybe you get 75%. If I'm two points off, maybe you get whatever it is, depending on your volumes, until you get nothing. And so ultimately you could have a situation where a general manager could make less than an assistant manager in a bonus because they're responsible for everybody's categories and chef missed their number, bar manager missed theirs, but the front of house uh, supervisor did their job and, and could end up more money. So what it does is it, it, it makes it so that also it's a motivator for the GM to say, they're just not independent people. This is my restaurant. They're my people. I need to make them all damn successful because I want them all to get paid. And I want me to get paid. And, and so bonuses can do that. Did that answer your question? Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm more of a visual person. So I feel like it would be great. Eventually, I want to work in video. Maybe we can get you back and we can actually look at some spreadsheets and to see what that looks like in the future. Oh, I've got them. Yeah, as we grow this relationship, which I'm sure we will. Uh, So the other thing I see under the benefits of having a budget is labor controls. I don't know if you dove deep or as deep into that as you wanted to. You mentioned labor costs. Is that something you want to? And this is critical. Yeah, I, I want to point some out. I'm going, to, I'm going to throw some numbers out at you. I'm actually going to look on another screen uh, as we're talking. I'm going to tell you right now that no restaurant can ever run properly without a 12-month an annual budget. I don't care if it's fiscal year. If you, if you were listening to this in the month of July, we're going to start a budget August through July. Don't care if it's 
perfectly fit January through December. Okay. Bottom line is we're going to look at our next 12 months going forward. Now, what I'm going to teach is that of your 55% prime cost, when we've determined, as we put your budget, what your labor cost is going to be, that your labor cost will never be the same month after month after month unless everybody's a variable expense, meaning you don't have any salaried managers whatsoever. Let me tell you what I mean by that. So let's say for uh, a restaurant, I'm looking at uh, some budgeted numbers from one of our members who had a three, $3.7 million restaurant, still has, barbecue concept out of Chicago. They do um, quick serve in the restaurant and half their sales and catering. So they kick ass. I mean, these people can be really, really busy. Well, when we look at the prime cost gets 55, we trim, we look at the labor cost and then trim off taxes, benefits, insurance, what I call raw labor cost. That's what managers can control. They can't control when somebody reached their FICA suey limit, how many, how many, uh, each employees, how many exemptions they have. So we trim it off and reduce the number that, that the labor cost target for them. It's still the same prime cost. It's just they don't have all that other stuff. Well, for this restaurant, in order for it to make money, hit the 55% prime cost or under, their labor target for the year is 28.89%. Okay? Now, if I threw that at you, a typical restaurant owner then would try and hit that number every single month. But it's wrong. Because what I'm not sharing with you is, in the month of April, they'll do $165,000 in gross sales. In the month of June, they'll do $420,000. And in the month of November, they'll be 224. So 165, 420, and 224. Well, every month of the year, their fixed costs for managers are $22,000. Doesn't matter if you do a, a dollar in sales or a hundred grand. It, this, this restaurant owes them 22 grand. Well, what does that mean? It means when I do $165,000, my managers are chewing up most of my labor dollars. And then your managers are screaming at you as an owner going, I can't hit this labor target of 2889. I've got what I call minimum staffing levels. I've got one cook on the line. I've got me working the door and a station. And I got, well, I, I've got a, a bartender. That's all I've got. The only way to cure this is increased sales. And we know maybe it's, it's your seasonal and there's, it's impossible to bring in the revenue to handle it. What it means is I have to re increase my labor dollars for hourly, which increases my labor cost for the month. So for this month, I would have a target of a 32.4. Five, six, not 28.89, Now in June, my sales are so kick-ass that my managers don't manage any labor efficiencies. My customers do. We're so freaking busy. It's unbelievable. I don't pay my managers anymore. I still pay them $22,000. Wait a second. We're so busy. And I look at the line. I only have seven stations. I couldn't put an eighth cook on the line if I wanted to. I only have 14 stations out on the floor as a full service restaurant. I couldn't add another server if I wanted to. Couldn't add another. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't. That means we've reached maximum efficiencies. When we can't add any more employees, we're just busy. We're balls to the wall and we're just kicking ass. And my customers are managing my efficiency. In that month, their labor target is 19.53%, not 28.89. And then when we go to the $224,000 month, it's 27%. So 32%, 19%, But in a year, it'll be 28, 55% prime cost or under, and I'm making money. You cannot run your business properly without these numbers. And to go one step further, what drives restaurant managers nuts is when an owner walks in and goes, let's say our target was, uh, was uh, 29% for the month. And we have 10% management salaries. I pull that off. Now I'm down to just my hourly workers. Well, my team that's working hourly, that's a variable expense. And if, if 19% was my target for hourly workers, you're not going to shoot for 19% every single day. Because Monday, maybe I had my ass handed me over the weekend. and did all this prep to do Monday. On my slowest sales day of the week, I'm going to have a higher labor cost. That's okay. Friday, I don't need all this prep. My customers are managing my efficiency. I'm busy as hell. I'm going to have a lower labor cost. So all of a sudden, if you approve the schedule uh, with a system we call the labor allotment, where you have, I can tell each manager how many hours they have to schedule by position, you schedule for the needs of the business first. And when you approve the schedule, you may approve a 22% labor cost on Monday, 17% on Tuesday, 19, 17, 18, 19, 20. Doesn't matter what it is. 
So at the end of the week, it's 19%. This goes back to if I have a budget and I follow that budget, now I can measure success on a daily basis because each one will have its own approved labor cost target, not some arbitrary number that's impossible to hit. So I'm going to tell you, as you can tell, I get really excited about it is the fact of the matter is you cannot run your restaurant properly on the right labor targets without a budget. It's impossible. It's nuts. But we do it all the time. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this and you're, you're overwhelmed, just, just know that, uh, we'll have a chance to share David's contact information at the end. I'm sure he teaches this a lot. This goes a lot deeper with the tools and resources on his own platform. So if you're overwhelmed, just, just hang in there. Uh, we'll have the calls to actions to steer you in the right direction at the end of this, this conversation. Is there anything else, Dave, under the, the topic of the, the, the benefits of having a budget you want to dive into before we dive into how to build the right or the, the, a budget the right way? Is there, are we, do we cover everything? You, you dropped a lot on us. Yeah, I, I, th- I think we're there. You know, the bottom line is what do you know? How do you know what success looks like if you don't have a plan? Your budget is your plan. Yeah. Uh, again, you can't, you get a profit and loss statement. It's the past. Can anybody listening to us change the past? No. You're a freaking magician, right? <laughs> you can, it's too late. Yeah, I got so you. So we've, We've got to be able to change. We've got to be able to, to change that plan and, and stay on the course for success. All right. We're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back to dive into how to build a budget the right way. It's the entrepreneurial myth, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's the idea that when you open your own restaurant, life is going to get easy because you get to do exactly what it is that you love, whether that's front of house or back of house. And then reality kicks in, right? You've got to do all this other stuff that comes with owning a business like taxes, HR, payroll, really boring stuff. That's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small business. And if you want to add on 401k or health benefits, it's a breeze. Those old school clunky payroll providers just were not built for the modern small business. Not to mention, you, you've got to compete with the big guys. But how do you compete with the big guys when you don't have big guy bucks? Well, with Gusto. That's how. Get back to doing what it is you love and let Gusto handle the rest. And because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you'll get your first three months free when you run your first payroll. That's Gusto.com slash Unstoppable. Again, Gusto.com slash Unstoppable. So this probably does not come as a surprise to you, but as you can imagine, I look at a lot of restaurant websites because I'm constantly researching my next guest, successful restaurateurs, and you'd be surprised how many of those people have bento box websites. I mean, I almost know instantly when looking at these websites because they're always so stunning and they always check every box, everything that a good restaurant website should have. These websites have them, and it's because they're going to Bento Box to get the work done. And not only will Bento Box leave a lasting impression with your guests, but Bento Box websites come with hospitality-focused tools that are proven to drive revenue online. With Bento Box, you can easily update menus, promote events, share press, sell gift cards, take catering orders, and book private events directly from your website. Bento Box puts you in control so you can focus on what matters most, your restaurant. Bring your restaurant hospitality online with bento box by signing up today at getbento.com slash unstoppable and save up to $1,500 on initial setup for your new restaurant website. All right, we're back. And up to this point, we have discussed why a budget is so important, why most restaurant owners don't have a budget, the benefits of having a budget. And now we're going to dive into how to build a budget the right way. So what does that look like done right? I'll do my best to keep up with you. I know you're going to go on a tear right now. It's going to be great. Right, well, well I'll, I'll do my best to slow down, <laughs> but you know that's impossible for me. All right. So here's the deal. One of the things we got to do is start with the right tool. And, and, and one of the things we've created is called Budget Creator Pro. It's an online budgeting software system that stemmed from me initially working with people in spreadsheets, which is a nightmare, fixed versus variable expenses, blah, blah, blah. Then it moved to a, des- a desktop piece of software, and then all my Mac users wanted to cry, you know, because they're probably all driving their Priuses. You probably have a Mac going right now. I know you. Um, <laughs> with that said, I'm being I'm being sarcastic, but it, it wasn't compatible. So as everything else did, like with our other software, we went online and created Budget Creator Pro. And as I describe this process, Eric, if it's okay with you, I'm going to offer the, your listeners, I'm going to give them this tool. 
I'm not just going to tease them with the tool. I want to give them this tool. That's yeah. normally only for my members. Are you okay with that? I, I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think I'll survive. Thank you, by the way. That's awesome. <laughs> it's my pleasure. And we'll talk about how you how they can get a hold of that. But because what I don't want to do is I don't like bait and, bait and switch. I don't want, hey, ta-da, I mentioned the software. I'm not going to tease you on it. So here's the deal. So what we're going to do is, and this is, is cloud-based software. It's not a spreadsheet. The first thing we do is we grab your, your last year's profit and loss statement. And we grab your actual sales every single month. And I'm going to plug in January for last year, same sales, February, and so on, if we operate the same way. Next, we're going to look at your sales mix. And that is, this is important. Your chart of accounts needs to split up food, liquor, bottle beer, draft beer, wine, merchandise. Anything that you sell, each sales category must be separated. If your P&L says food and liquor, and it's got bottle beer, draft beer, wine, and liquor in it, we're already at a problem because if there's a challenge, where is it? I can't find it. It's all buried somewhere. And when we get to labor, it has to be split up by position. Um, you know, so because my cost of goods sold are not going to mirror my, my sales, I've got to then go make sure that I've got, uh, uh, you know, owner salary and management salary and hourly managers and hosts, servers, busters, barbacks, dot, 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 taxes, benefits, insurance, all split up. So now imagine what I do is when I have all that data split up properly, then I grab for my, go ahead. I'm just going to come in real quick. The software that you uh, are going to give away to my, my listeners has this broken down that it has the field. So we're just going in and plugging in. I just want to make sure uh, once they get the software, is this going to be kind of, it's going to have a, a default template in there for them, Okay, but it is 100% customizable to their own chart of accounts. Okay. I'm just telling them that if they start and they see it, it's food and whatever, we need to start making those changes and it will already be laid out there with a, with a, what my default chart of accounts is. All right, go. Gotcha. Keep going. So they'll see this. Absolutely. Good question. So now if I've got my, go to my point of sale system or whatever you're doing to track your sales, 80% of sales is food. So I'm going to plug in 80%. That means if I had a hundred thousand dollar month forecasted 80 grand is food sales. That's important for when we budget purchasing for our chef. So then we get down to our cost of goods sold. I look at the whole year and I take whatever my cost of goods sold is for the year called again, 38%. I plug 38% in the rest of the year for every single month as a percentage. So to go 38% times 80 grand, come up with the number. So it's, that's a variable expense. As sales go up, I use more. As sales go down, I use less. Do the same thing in labor. I put in my fixed expenses. Managers are ten grand a month, but my kitchen's been running fourteen percent. My dishwasher is two point five percent. My server is three point four. Whatever it is, percentage sales. So fixed versus variable expense. We get done with that. We then go down to your chart of accounts for um, everything else. Your Operating expenses from occupancy costs, utilities, repairs and maintenance, a G&A, travel, and so on. And I put them in a specific order of most important to least important. That way, the when I look at my profit and loss, when I look at my budget, it is very quick for me to see my key metrics. What's most important? What costs me the most money? Well, we decide if each line item is a fixed or variable expense. So, for instance, uh, if I had rent that was an, an SBA loan, and those were the same payment every single month. That's a fixed expense called 10 grand, 10 grand, and put that in for 12 months. If I'm in a variable lease, 7% of gross sales, well, now it's 7%. So as sales go up, that expense goes up. As sales go down, that expense goes down. So every line item is fixed or variable. Paper supply, variable. Uh, my cable bill, fixed. We go through. So now what we do is we bring that across and with our software, it's just a right click and it, it extends from one month all the way through the whole year. So you build one month and boom, 12 months is done. Now we look at the profit and loss and we say, are we happy? Are we unhappy? And I want everybody to go, ew, that's not what I deserve. So the first step is we actually increase sales last, okay? Increase or decrease. So the first step is not changing my sales mix. In most cases, that doesn't happen. It's my cost gets sold. And in the example I gave you earlier, we decide what systems to put in place at what time to reduce our numbers. And what we can see right away is what your prime cost is because we have this ability to, to uh, categorize what labor belongs in prime cost because the owner might not be. And we come up with our target. We go down and see our cost gets sold. Let's say we're starting at the 65% prime cost and I want you at 55. Problem is, Eric, most restaurants that don't take inventory on a monthly, really should be weekly basis, most restaurants that do not 
uh, track their labor on a daily basis, run about a 78% prime cost, which means the average independent has 23 points on the table is what we found. That's, that's life-changing money. That, you know, so how do we go get that? And as I said earlier, we decide what systems we're going to put in place, like the key item port waste sheet, purchase allotment, put in recipe cards. And we set that plan, that six-month plan I talked about for cost goods sold. We then do that for bottle beer, trap beer, wine, liquor. Maybe some of those numbers are okay. We have nothing to change. When we look at our labor, we start to look at it and say, oh, my gosh, in a typical restaurant, uh, 10 to 12% back house labor. I find restaurants that sometimes have 24%. Like 24%. You wonder why you can't make money. And so all of a sudden we have to create this plan. And often it is coming up with minimum staffing levels. Literally, all right, pause here. What's your average hourly wage for your cooks? How many hours? How many shifts? Dot, dot, dot. And you start to trim it down and and you come up with a plan. And so you do that. Now, you go line by line by line on all of your expenses and go, do I need to bring in bands at $1,000 a weekend or... Do I need to bring it down? Do I need to get my garbage pickup from three days, a, three days a week to two days a week? And what would that do? And find those little savings. And what you do is you build a plan for success for the year. And then we're there. Once we save it, we say, okay, where's our prime cost? That's nice. What's crazy is the next thing I do is we find the profitability you want to be. And I'll say a typical restaurant makes a nickel to eight cents on every dollar according to the NRA, National Restaurant Association. For our members, we want you at a 15 to 20% profit margin without giving up guest satisfaction, without cutting product quality, without ever going against your core values, which means there's that much freaking money on the table that we blow because we don't pay attention. We don't have those measurements in place. So now, if I sit there and I, I, I get you from a 3% profit margin to 15, what's crazy is we would next go say, are your sales going up or are they going down? And we change that annual sales because it's already built in the mix. And when I change that, it changes every single month accordingly. And here's the deal. If you increase sales, once you're past break even point in most restaurants, if, if your variable expenses were in total, call it 60%, 65. So prime cost plus marketing and these other things. Well, that means if let's call it 60%, that means every dollar above break, break even point, is powerfully profitable. It's 40 cents to the good. You have a 40% profit margin. So all of a sudden, you're going to see your profits just explode because we're, we've, we've covered all our fixed expenses. And, and once we do this, we now have a budget, a plan for success. What systems are we putting in place? What do we train our people on? What do we hold them accountable to? Literally, a plan to achieve a number instead of, boy, I wish, I pray, I hope we change. I'd really like to make more money. And that's the power of this. Man, that it's like I said, it's a lot to take in if you're a visual person like me. Uh, but again, we'll have the links in the show notes to go. Do you have videos or YouTube channel? Like, I know you have the YouTube channel. Do you have videos? You know, in fact, if, if you remind me, uh, what I will do is for, uh, well, I'll look up. I've got a, a, a budget webinar that I've done. And okay. We'll give you a link for that. So everybody can see what I'm talking about. And this is episode 578. So head over to restaurantsunstoppable.com slash 578. I'll have the video in the show notes ready for you. So have we covered, I mean, you kind of painted the picture of, of the, the framework, but where are we getting these numbers? Have you, have you gotten into that yet? Did I miss that? Uh, so it's your profit and loss statement. So okay. this is where it's so important to have the right accountant. Uh, bottom line is there's a lot of CPAs and accountants out there that are, that are gap, generally accepted accounting principles. They follow gap, but they give you numbers that mean crap to you. Uh, there's a lot of accountants that, that will put in your sales based on your deposits, which is not necessarily your sales. You've got accounts payable. You made a fed to business. <clears throat> it's really important to start with the right numbers. So we need to have the right accountant. We make a re- recommendation here of somebody that we love for the first time in 15 years, just started this year. Um, but you got to have the right numbers. And then you got to get those numbers on a timely basis. At minimum, uh, the 15th of the next period, I'd prefer by the 10th. And then we put those numbers next to our budget. We see where we hit or missed. And then we rewrite our plan the rest of the year. Th- that's critical. If you don't go back at that which we measure improves, who cares? Don't even do the budget. Don't create blue sky and then look at it a year later, six months later, three months later. Shit changes. You've got to be able to react. 
Does that make sense? Yes. So we get the numbers from the profit and loss statement. Uh, what happens if we don't have the numbers, if we don't have the profit and loss statement? Well, then I'm going to tell you right now that, you know, the one thing we can help you is the prime cost numbers because that's what our system does. But I'm going to tell you, you cannot run your business without a P&L. If you are trying to do the books yourself, if you've got somebody who owes you money, uh, owes you the numbers for the last three, six months, you are flying blind. How do you ever expect to be successful? You cannot do it. Yeah. Uh, so have we painted the picture of, of what building a budget the right way looks like? Is there anything that hasn't been touched yet? No, that, that, I mean, that is it. Again, I like you, I'm a visual learner. Uh, and I've been doing this for so long that it just kind of rolls off. You know, it, I get, I get this excited about it all the time because this is what, this is the main piece that instills change in your business. If you truly want to change, you've got to have a plan. Yes. You've got to have goals. Absolutely. So what's the first step a restaurant owner should take to get started, uh, with their budget or budgeting their PL? Well, first step is, is make sure you've got your numbers. Uh, you need to make sure that you've got, for us, we say export your profit and loss statement from your QuickBooks file if you're using it in an Excel format for the year by month. So I've got a January, in this case, where we're talking right now, January is coming up next. So January through December and have everything there. So that way you can simply take, make this process easy. If it's a fixed expense, Total for the year divided by 12. If it's a variable expense, it's the total cost divided by total sales for the year. And, and you do all those things. This little prep work, if you will, <clears throat> makes this process take an hour. Not, not forever. At least for us, we've been, we've done so many budgets. I can do a budget in an hour as far as the template. Then the key is reviewing your template you create and what do you deserve? What changes are you going to make to make the money you deserve? That's the planning process. So again, head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 578. I'll have a link or the video for that budget webinar right there in the show notes. And what else will I be uh, linking to in the show notes? Remind me real quick there, David. Yep. I'll give you a budget creator and I'll go through in great detail and show you step-by-step the video of how you enter the numbers and so on. Yeah. You're, you'll also be giving us uh, access to the software. And again, describe that software. So budget creator pro is our online budgeting software that we created because there is no tool out there. If you use QuickBooks, QuickBooks is everything is a fixed expense and our, and, and fixed sales. Our world is variable. So we created it from scratch for us to use with our members. And, uh, in order to get that, you're going to need to call my office. You're going to need to call Greg Sauerbeck. Uh, at, uh, so our phone number is one 457 6278 Dial extension 106 and say, let Greg know you listened to Eric and I on, on uh, this unstoppable interview because he's trying to stop me. Trust me. Um, and, and what we're going to ask is to learn 15, take 15 minutes to learn more about you and your business and when all said and done, we're going to give you free access, no strings attached, to your own installation of this online software. Yeah, and I'll have that those steps broken down in the show notes if you couldn't remember all, all those details. Uh, I'll have a step-by-step process for you in the show notes. Again, episode 578. And uh, you have some really cool stuff that you're putting out to the world right now, too. You started your YouTube channel not too long ago. You also have a magazine, online magazine you got rolling. Get into detail uh, and let the listeners know more about that in case they want to check it out. So one of the things that I love you, love you so much about is, is we're cut from the same cloth. Our goal is to help the independent operator just expand their knowledge, become better, make more money, uh, get their lives back, have managers know their job. And so what we did a, a couple of years ago is really pushed our YouTube channel. I've got weekly video tips every single week. They're three to five minute or longer video tip. There is a usually a YouTube live event that I do every single week now for the last uh, probably six months, and that's going to continue. But we've now converted for 14 years. We had an, a, a newsletter. It started out paper format. We, we mailed it all over the world. Then as things changed, it went online format, and it was only for our members. Well, starting two months ago, our third episode will be coming up here soon is I've got an, an hour and 15 minute video magazine, not only for our members, but for everybody where I'll teach something in great detail. I will show a tip on our software. I will interview one of our members to talk about their struggles, much like you do and what their successes were. I'll have one of my coaches talk about 
what what they're doing with members to get them great success of an expert interview. And I'm going to have your beautiful made for radio face on video <laughs> very, very soon so that we can we can do that. And so it's kind of what you're doing, but um, I, I'm chopping it up with a whole bunch of stuff. So it, it talks more about um, what we teach, yeah. what we do instead I, of broad. I'm excited for the future of this industry because of people like you and other people out there that are creating content and sharing their knowledge. And, you know, there's just so much information out there today versus where there was, say, 15 years ago or even 10 years ago. Uh, there's really no excuse to not come out of this industry and crush it and compete with the big boys because the the technology is there, the knowledge is there, and, and the support is there from within the industry. We're helping each other out. And I see a future of independent restaurant operators. I really don't see how big companies will be able to, to compete with the support in the, 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 the quality of the relationships. Right. Uh, I think it's super hopeful. What are some of your well, thoughts there? Let me, let me show you real quick. So they can find it. It's YouTube, the, the restaurant expert. That's the one place subscribe there and you can you get notified on all those things. I did a two day seminar in Las Vegas this week where I got my, this wonderful laryngitis from, <laughs> well, actually it was the cold that went along with it. But with that said, I had uh, one of my attendees come up to me and said, David, I found your YouTube videos. I never thought that under a 65% prime cost was even possible till I watched one of your video tips. I now have my prime cost from over 78% down to 51% from the free information I put on my damn YouTube channel. That's unbelievable. That's without our software. That's without any, just somebody saying, I want to do better and goes out and finds the information. And that's what YouTube and, 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 uh, uh, iTunes and all these other things for podcasts that you do. Like there is no excuse for you not to find the information. It's free out on the yeah. internet anymore. And I'm going to make this super easy for you guys. Just head over to restaurantunstoppable.com. If you want smart systems pro and smart or smart budget pro, Call the one eight seven seven four five seven six two seven eight extension one zero six. Make sure you mention Restaurant Unstoppable, and they will take care of you. And I just again, I can't uh, express enough my, my gratitude for you always coming on the show, uh, sharing your deep knowledge. Uh, always so much value whenever you come on the show. I'm always growing, and I know my listeners are also always growing. Thanks, brother. I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, hey, dude, stay unstoppable. Yeah, you? you're taking my. Uh, you're unstoppable, man. This is you're you're, <laughs> you're stealing the show right now. All right, I love it, dude. Uh, I can't wait until the next time you're on the show. Take care. Peace out. Thanks, brother. There you go. Another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Tons of stuff in today's conversation. I love when Dave comes on the show because I just, you know, he's a master. At what he does, uh, sharing this knowledge, getting on stage and just presenting it so well. I just sit back and let him do his thing. And honestly, uh, so deep, so much stuff that he shares. Uh, I, I get lost sometimes. I'm not going to lie. It's um, it's he's really knowledgeable. He knows his stuff. Uh, if you're anything like me and you're a visual learner, I have uh, his free webinar. It's an hour over an hour. I think it's an hour and 40 minutes long. I'm hosting that video in the show notes again, episode of. 578 you can watch the webinar over there and i didn't know this he kind of uh, sprung this on me after the recording uh he's gonna make me an affiliate of uh smart systems pro so uh what's that mean he's gonna to support restaurant unstoppable he's going to pay me a commission for every lead that comes through restaurant unstoppable and i had no idea that was coming uh he just wants to support what i'm trying to do here the the mission of inspiring empowering and transforming our industry uh we're all trying to do the same thing and he wants to see me uh become successful so to give you an idea guys if i'm able to convert uh a a hundred people to implement his tools then the impact that we'll have here at Restaurant Unstoppable, I might be able to hire somebody, you know. So if you are interested in leveraging these tools and, and joining the expert, the, the restaurant expert community, again, please use my links and make sure you mention Restaurant Unstoppable. I was going to recommend the, these tools anyway, regardless of whether or not uh, there was something in it for me. I the, the thing that was in it for me is knowing I'm sending you in the right place. I had no idea he was going to drop this affiliate opportunity on me. So super grateful for that. And I just can't express my gratitude enough uh, for David and what he's doing. And like always, guys, please do reach out to me, Eric at restaurantunstoppable.com. Tell me who you want 
to hear from. Tell me how I can best serve you. I'm here to go to work for you. Keep those five-star reviews coming. They help so much. But the best way to support this mission of inspiring, empowering, and transforming our industry is by sharing this content. Who do you know who's aspiring to be great in this industry? Make sure you put the sucker on their radar. You are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. In our restaurant, Unstoppable, you can surround yourself with the best. All right, guys, that's it for today. Thanks so much. Until next time, peace out.